Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team this is A's cast live your comprehensive look at the oakland athletics watch the left field deep bam going back looking up he will watch it fly and 29 other mlb clubs 2-2 pitch on trout and he blasts one way back goal for yellow cody bellinger hits one out Pete so he's your home run derby champion Join us as we take you inside the baseball universe. From spin rate to juiced balls to game-changing moments, we have you covered. Spend your afternoon with us next from the town, only on A's Cast Live. A's Cast Live. Here's Chris Townsend. And the Oakland A's continue their journey in the American League East because for some reason, Major League Baseball has decided to take the A's out of the West and put them in the East. And all the A's play is American League East teams. I mean, this has been crazy. I've never seen anything like this. Baltimore, Tampa, Baltimore, Toronto, Tampa, and now Boston. That's one, two, three, four, five, six. Six straight series against the American League East. Basically almost a month's play. I mean, we haven't even seen the Angels, haven't seen the Mariners, haven't seen the Rangers. And the next time the A's actually play a team in the American League West will be May 18th. They're going to be taking on the Houston Astros at home. Literally going almost a month without playing a team in your division. Just crazy. One of the big surprises in baseball, obviously, is the Boston Red Sox. Julian McWilliams, who covers them for the Boston Globe. Remember, Julian, our friend, we used to be at the Athletic covering the A's, but he wanted to get closer to home. So he covers the the Sox for the Boston Globe. Bob Nightingale from the USA Today will be here at 2.30. And then our president, Dave Cavill, will be here at 2.45. What time is uh, first pitch today, Cody? That'd be four ten. Uh, Ace total access at three ten. So uh, a lot going. It's amazing. Everybody has all these different start times. <laughs> yeah, I mean, whatever happened to the traditional four oh five start on the East Coast and the seven oh seven start on the West Coast? So, I mean, we're we're at six forty, and I mean, don't get me wrong, the six forty starts are way better than seven oh seven. Way better. Although the games the games still take three hours, so you're still getting done around the same time almost, but. I got to tell you, 
This American League East thing is crazy. I mean, but it is what it is. And, and Boston, I to me, Boston is probably your biggest surprise. We thought Heim Bloom, as we were joking here on A's Cast Live when we were calling him the Boston Rays, we thought, you know, you don't sign Mookie. You're, you're in full rebuild mode. At some point, you're going to want to unload J.D. Martinez. But under Alex Cora, these guys have been fantastic once again, and they're in first place. And everybody else is looking up at the Boston Red Sox. So I don't know what kind of magic Alex Cora has, but when he manages the Red Sox, they play good baseball. And their offense has been really good. You know, they've had a little problem with five and dive, but their bullpen's been able to save uh, the rotation. So for the next three days, strap it on. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Now, Cody, I am continued to be locked out of Twitter. I have not had Twitter for well over a week now. It's kind of refreshing but I, I can't see all the different stories that uh, you've helped prepare us today for this show. And the number one has been the statement by Major League Baseball and also our president, Dave Cavill. Yeah, so there was a story put up by Jeff Passan of ESPN earlier talking about essentially the stadium situation with uh, us in, in Oakland. And uh, in the opening paragraph in Jeff Passan's article on ESPN.com, here's what it states. The Oakland Athletics on Tuesday said they will start exploring the possibility of relocating with the blessing of Major League Baseball, a move that could put pressure on local government officials to greenlight a new stadium project that has spent years in limbo. And then he goes on to mention how we played in Oakland since 1968. And Major League Baseball put out a statement that we, the Oakland Athletics, have put on Twitter. And here's the statement from Major League Baseball. MLB is concerned with this, the rate of progress on the A's new ballpark effort with local officials and other stakeholders in Oakland. The A's have worked very hard to advance a new ballpark in downtown Oakland for the last four years, investing significant resources while facing multiple roadblocks. We know they remain deeply committed to succeeding in Oakland, and with two other sports franchises recently leaving the community, I'm, I'm going to put this in there, that being the Warriors and Raiders, if the people don't know, their commitment to Oakland is now more important than ever. The Oakland Coliseum site is not a viable option for the future vision of baseball. We have uh, instructed the athletics to begin to explore other markets while they continue to pursue a waterfront ballpark in Oakland. The athletics need a new ballpark to remain competitive, so it's now in our best interest to also consider other markets. That's a statement from Major League Baseball. Now, passing goes on to mention in the article – this, you know, some of the places that could, you know, teams that are cities that are looking for baseball teams, uh, Las Vegas, Portland, Oregon, Charlotte, North Carolina, Vancouver, British Columbia and Canada, Nashville. And I think I think Montreal is also mentioned, which we know a lot about because the, the Rays have talked about playing in Montreal and in Tampa Bay, St. Petersburg for the last couple of years. Well, basically, if I had to read the room here. The A's have given Oakland a proposal. It's been, it's, it's kind of been, I don't know if you want to call it leaked out, but some people from within the city have acted like they don't like the proposal and it's a shot across the bow. And you know, major league baseball kept the A's here. A's wanted to move to Fremont. Then they wanted to move to San Jose, but major league baseball wouldn't let them. And now finally, 
with Major League Baseball wanting to expand to 32 teams, they've got to get the A's situation and the Rays situation. They've got they've got to find a way to get them new homes. And once they can get them healthy and get them new homes, then they can talk about, okay, we want them to have two more teams. Where is that? Is it in Charlotte? Is it in Nashville? Is it in Portland? Is it in Montreal? So they're going to finally do something about the A's situation. Finally. And yeah, I, I know how certain people out there feel. But I'll pose you this question. Why is Oakland the only major city to not have built anything, let's just call it since 1990? You know, I've, I've had the privilege of traveling around at times with the A's and the Raiders. So I've been to a bunch of these major cities, and they all have new baseball parks. They all got new football stadiums. They all have new arenas. Everywhere you go. 1990 was a long time ago. But everybody's built something. Except Oakland. I mean, there's a reason the Warriors left. There's a reason the Raiders left. And now you're staring at the potential, unfortunately, of an unprecedented third team leaving your town. What are you going to do about it? How much do you value sports? I think some people and some politicians don't value it at all. They look at the land that's there right now and where the Coliseum is, and you could do other things with that land. It's the city's, you know, it's the city's right. But I feel bad for the people. I feel bad if it ever does happen, all the people that lose their jobs, all the people that would have got jobs based on this project. You just cannot not do anything forever. That's really what's happened. Bill Lake bought the Warriors and said, I, I can't wait to get out of here. It took it. You know how much money it cost the Warriors to finally build in San Francisco? I mean, they had to switch, you know, the different spots. They had two different spots, but they finally got it done. And the minute Vegas came calling to the Raiders, they were gone. I mean, what would you rather be? Would you rather be the Raiders who had a state build them an incredible palace of a stadium or go through all the hoops they were trying to go through for a small little 50,000-seat stadium that's never going to get the Super Bowl, never going to get the national championship game, Final Four. That new stadium in Vegas will host everything, and the Raiders are running it. UNLV is going to play there. And immediately, the Raiders went up in value. Immediately. So, I don't know. The ball... The ball is in Oakland's court. Do you want to have professional sports? I've heard people talk, and it's just like, I mean, how how many sports leagues do you have to lose 
for you to finally figure it out. Because I'm going to tell you, the NFL is not coming back. NBA is not coming back. You'll never see that again in Oakland. And if Major League Baseball leaves, you think they'd put another team here? I mean, you've lost the NFL and you've lost the NBA. You want to lose Major League Baseball too? Can you imagine the morale for people who live around the area? But Oakland's got to fight for it. And I've had so many people tell me so many different things, and it's like they're all coming true. I remember, I I don't even know if they still have that, but they had the group that would meet, Save Oakland Sports. The majority of the people who are a part of this group, Save Oakland Sports, I mean, my friends out there who have my number, correct me if I'm wrong, but the majority of the people that were in that group were people that didn't live in Oakland. Oakland needs to fight for this. Not people in Concord, not people in San Leandro, not people, as as we would call it, the Dro. Not people in Livermore, not people in Walnut Creek, not people in Castro Valley. People in Oakland need to fight for this. Because the other two teams left, and it just seemed like no one no one really cared. Where, where, where was the uprising of the NBA and the NFL leaving town? I don't remember it. There's been a couple small rallies, but... And once again, how many of those people are people who don't live in Oakland, are not taxpayers in Oakland? I mean, it's sad. I mean, Cody, how many sports teams do you have to lose for you to look in the mirror and say, maybe it is me and not the other guy? Well, I mean, I could talk from fandom experience a little bit on this before we get to Julian McWilliams. Living in the, outside of Pittsburgh, the Penguins almost left to go to Kansas City. When you think of hockey, do you think of Kansas City, Missouri? No, you don't think of Kansas City. So the Penguins were going to leave because they couldn't get a new arena. It took Mario Lemieux stepping in to buy the team to save them in Pittsburgh, but they stayed. And that they're probably the most – I mean, they give the Steelers a run for their money when it comes to popularity. And now they're never leaving. And I know what it's like to, to almost lose a team. Now Oakland's lost two teams already. And they don't. And I know a lot of the Ace fans. We're fr- we're friends with a lot of them. They do not want to lose the Ace. I mean, the Ace have been here since 1968, and so is the so is the Coliseum. They've been playing at the same place. And the mayor actually released a statement earlier, and we know that Mayor Libby Schaff is an Ace fan. This is from the mayor's office. Bill Shaken released this on Twitter, uh, saying so, this game. So, so, so my ban on Twitter continues. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. you know my Twitter account. What would you tweet about? Uh, A's. And, uh, why, have I, why have I been kicked off Twitter? What What is the deal? Uh, re, he, you retweet our uh, tweets about our show, and you tweet about the A's winning and stuff that goes on around baseball. Nothing controversial whatsoever. But um, this is from Bill Shaken of the LA Times. He shared a tweet from the mayor's office, of, the mayor of Oakland's office. And this is the statement. We share Major League Baseball's uh, sense of urgency and their continued preference for Oakland. Today's statement makes clear that o- the only viable path to keeping the A's rooted in Oakland is a ballpark on the waterfront. We've made great strides with the governor's certification and release of the EIR. Now, with the recent start of financial discussions with the A's, we call our entire community, regional and local partners included, to rally together and support a new 
financially viable, fiscally responsible, world-class waterfront neighborhood that enhances our city and region and keeps the A's in Oakland where they belong. That's from the mayor's office, from Bill Shaken of the LA Times on Twitter, if people want to look at the statement for themselves. Well, I, I mean, I can tell you what that is. I mean, if you had to ask me, yeah, of course we want to have the A's, but we don't want to pay for the infrastructure around the ballpark. We don't want to fix up the area. We don't want it on our dime. And that's where the rubber meets the road. And that's where you have to ask yourself, how bad does Oakland want to still have professional sports? And it's, 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 it's nothing personal. It's business. Because there's other cities that would take the A's in a second. There's other cities that would pony up money to help build a new stadium for the A's. I'm telling you right now, there will be a team in Las Vegas. Everybody's looking around. The Golden Knights have had great success. The Raiders immediately sold out. And you don't think Vegas would like 81 home dates? That's the thing now to to bring in big players is, you know, back in the day, you thought the whales just came in on the planes and gambled and then left. Well, these guys want entertainment. They like to do shows. They like fancy dinners. They now want to go to NFL games. They want to go check out the Golden Knights. The Golden Knights, Cody, I mean, you're a hockey guy. They've been a great success. They went to the Stanley Cup their first year in the league. I mean, that that doesn't happen uh, very, very – I mean, it doesn't really happen ever for an expansion team to reach this the final, not alone the Stanley Cup final, the first year that they're in existence. And the Raiders, they're going to – you know, they're – well, we'll see what Gruden does if they build build into a winner. But the WNBA team, the Aces, is really good. Mark Davis now owns them, I believe. And the Aviators sell it like every single game. That's our AAA ball team, ballpark. Our, trip, our AAA ball club outdraws us at times. Seriously, our AAA team outdraws the big club. Are you kidding me? You, you don't think a team's going to be as successful in Vegas? They lead the minor leagues in attendance. If you put like a 32,000 stadium, 32,000 person stadium in Las Vegas, they'd be sold out every night. Hot summer nights. Probably have a retractable roof. I, I mean, you got to you got to figure it out. You got to hammer your politicians, folks. You really? I mean, I don't want to talk about this. I'm so over talking about ballpark. Cody said it before the show. We're gonna have to talk about ballpark. All right. Earlier today, our old friend Julian McWilliams stopped by A's Cast Live to talk about the Boston Red Sox. Well, it's been a while. H- how is life in Bean Town? Oh man, it's 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 going great right now, man. Between uh, uh, you know, the Celtics are kind of struggling a little bit, but you know, the 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 uh, the Red Sox are in first place, and who would have thought the last time we spoke that that would be the case? So, uh, it, it's been fun covering this this team. We'll see how long it it goes on for, but um, you know, it's it's they they've, they've been playing really well, so it's been good for the city. Ha- has Boston being in first place? Made people forget about Tom Brady, the Buccaneers, and the Super Bowl. 
you know what's interesting? People people were like actually rooting for Tom Brady. So I, I think it was like more so like, yeah, see what you did, Bill Belichick thing. It was like, you know, it was like, yeah, like we should have, you know, kept them and stuff like that. But I think to an extent, it's made them uh, forget, you know, I think, I think, you know, obviously the, the, I think the Patriots when they're, when they're going well, they're the number one team in this, in this, in this market. Um, but uh, I think this has given them some, some, a little bit of a breath of fresh air between the Celtics struggling, uh, you know, the, the, the Patriots coming off that bad season. Um, so the, the Bruins and, and the, um, and the, and the Red Sox are pretty much, you know, carrying the city and it's, it's, it's good. It's fun to watch. I, I, it's, you know, I didn't really experience that in 19 because I came on late and they didn't make the playoffs. And in 20, it was obviously the, the, the down season and the COVID year. But, you know, experiencing now, I see what people are talking about in terms of just how passionate the city is behind, um, you know, Boston sports and, and particularly the Red Sox. Well, you look at the Red Sox and if you said big surprise so far of 2021, to think that they're leading the majors in all kinds of like runs scored, slugging, OPS, extra base hits, and the pitching staff, uh, the starting five. Just just talk about success of Alex Cora coming back and, and this Red Sox team being in first place. And you know the interesting thing, Tony, that you talked about? It's like they're, they've just recently started hitting. Like when I say recently started hitting, like they're aside from like say the two through five, the two through five, like Verdugo, um, uh, um, JD Martinez, uh, Devers, Bogarts, those guys, they're hitting out like they're, they've been slugging since the beginning of the season. They've been out of this world. But the other guys, one, six, seven, eight, nine, like they have not been hitting at all. So um, the fact that they're leading in all those categories really shows that like they've been, you know, they've been really carrying the offense, the two through five. They've been really carrying the load. And then you look over to the pitching. I mean, Garrett Richards in his first start, I mean, he was, he was, he was brutal. And he was complaining about it being cold, you know, and all this different stuff. Well, I come from San Diego, you know, yada, yada, yada. And it was like, oh, man, you do not want to say that. And Boston Radio ripped him a new one the next day. Like, and I was like, this is going to end bad for this guy. But then he came out and he's been pitching well. Nick Pavetta's been really pitching well. And these were two guys that were sitting in their team's respective bullpen last year. You know, they weren't getting starts. So, you know, credit to Alex Cora, credit to Hein Bloom, credit to all those guys in terms of just the way they put this roster together. I think, you know, Cora being back in the dugout has, you know, brought these guys together, them being in the dugout together, them being in the clubhouse, because the Red Sox were, in the only, were one of the only teams last year. They didn't have a locker room. They were living in basically like working out of, or excuse me, like, you know, their locker room were suites. So it's like Devers and Bogarts were like roommates in suites. Then you have Martin Perez and Eduardo Rodriguez in the suite. Like, that was their locker room. So there was really no camaraderie between this team. Now you're seeing all that come out to come out, and you're seeing it really show, show itself on the field, how important that really is. Even if they were in a bubble, they couldn't be in the clubhouse together? Dude, it was crazy. And, like, if you look at, like, their road record versus their home record, it makes sense. And, like, they, they loved going out on the road last year. And we were like, why do you like going out on the road? It's like – because we get to be in the clubhouse, you know, but if you ever been in that Boston clubhouse, it's like, it's like the size of like a, a New York city, you know, studio apartment, like that thing is small. So they were worried about like the distancing and being able to, you know, uh, uh, have players be apart from each other. And, you know, in terms of just social distancing and all that stuff. And they weren't able to do that. So they said, Hey, why don't we make these, these suites that we rent out to our million billionaire friends john henry's boys why don't we just make this you know xander bogarts and rafael devers's uh 
you know, clubhouse for, for a year or for 60 games. So it was, it was a wild time, man. And I think that, that now that we're back to some what of normal circumstances, these players are able to sort of, you know, just, just play and not worry about all the, the, the protocols that come with um, living in a pandemic plague world. Yeah. Some people just don't un- understand the struggles. And I, you know, we just saw Toronto and it's still hard to believe that these guys are just vagabonds playing in Florida. Now going back to Buffalo, I, it could be two years and the blue Jays don't even see Canada. Right. And, and if you look at like the, I think the Toronto Raptors, that's another team that would just, was just eliminated from the playoffs. And you're talking about a team that was in the, you know, they were in the, in the um, playoffs last year. They were in the playoffs last year, I think, but then they won a world championship the year before we beating the golden state warriors. And it's like, what's happened to this team? It's like, well, their home is Tampa <laughs> and they haven't been able to go home for over a year. So now you look at a team like the blue Jays, it's, it's kind of hard getting settled in into that, into that, um, into that sort of atmosphere. We have to remember these guys are people too. And um, you know, yeah, you have the talent, but it's like, if you're waking up in Tampa every day and everything's in Florida, you know I mean? Everything is in, everything's in Florida and everything, your home's in, in Canada. Then it's like, I don't know what you're going to do. Um, so another example of that is Nick Pavetta. He ha- he's from Canada. Um, him and his wife have not been home since the beginning of the pandemic. So they rented out a place in Fort Myers and have just been living there. They haven't seen their parents face-to-face in over a year. So I have no idea how he's having the success that he's having. But imagine that being a full team and, and everybody responds to that differently and not being able to see your family or friends. That's, 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 that's a big deal. Was it weird when uh, you felt like the A's moved into the AL East? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely was. It, it definitely was in terms of the uh, the moves that uh they were they were sort of making. But you know, when the stars sort of came out and and JD Martinez got back to the the person that he was, and uh you know Devers sort of you know became the the player that 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 he was that people knew he can be. Um, it, it it sort of put those things at ease. But you know, I still question the pitching staff a little bit. But then they kind of reminded me of the. Uh, the 2018 A's where you're just kind of like waiting for the bottom to fall out with the pitching staff between, you know, the Brett Anderson's of the world and all those guys. So, um, but it hasn't happened yet, you know, and, and that's why I say it sort of reminds me of the 2018 team because you were just waiting. Like, okay, when's this thing going to, you know, going to, going to, going to fall, fall out and this hasn't happened. So um, it's a long season. We'll, we'll see what happens. But um, to this point, they've, they've, um, they've played really, really well. And they've had a um, and good for them because it's it's a market that really needs it. Uh, the reason why I asked about us being in the AL East, we've gone Baltimore, Tampa, Baltimore, Toronto, Tampa, and now Boston. I mean, that's almost a month yeah. of playing the American League East. It's been crazy. Yeah. We've only seen the Astros. That's the only team the A's have seen in their division. That's right. That's right. That's right. I, I, I you know, it's, you know, it's so funny too. It's the a lot of the road series that we go to, it's the same exact umpiring crews too. So like uh, you'll have like the same rotation of umpiring crews. My, my, um, my colleague, Pete Abraham said, yeah, I think they've had the same umpiring crew on the road for like the last like four series. And I think that's just a matter of like, you know, them uh, just like limiting travel a lot. And so it's, it's still weird times, man. I think well, even last, um, last week, if we went to Baltimore, and I asked the question, I said, uh, Alex, you know, you guys have the A's coming up next. What do you think about, you know, going on, going on, taking on those guys? He's like, well, we still have one more game left in Baltimore. And I'm like, oh, yeah, but it's Sunday. But I'm like, oh, the series goes into Monday? Oh, that's right. It does go into Monday. 
it's, it's all this just the schedule changes, man. And all these just sort of like these rules and parameters and all this stuff. It's, it's been, it's been kind of hard to adjust to and kind of, kind of hard to, uh, uh, wrap your head around, but, um, yeah, you guys have moved into the AL East, man. We'll, we'll accept you with open arms, man. They can, you know, Tampa, you guys can, uh, they, they can, they can go out to the AL West out there. I'll, I'll take that any day. All right. We, we, we know Bob's going to be coming up here on a zoom. So you got to get out of here. Let's end on this. Does it feel like Alex core ever left? No, it, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. I mean, but it, it, it doesn't for, I mean, Eduardo Rodriguez was out for the year last year and he said, I mean, like it felt like he's kind of never left and you, you talk to Alex and um, in his first press conference, he, he mentioned like, yeah, you know, we didn't do this well. We didn't do that well last year. We didn't do this well. He had like a whole Rolodex of like things like that. They didn't do. I was like, how did he know that? And like, he was watching every game from his house in Puerto Rico. Um, He was in contact with players, talking to players, Um, you know, so that guy's like, he's, he's a, baseball he's a baseball nerd like i mean he watches every single game there is every chance he has so um the players love him um you know he's really good with the media he really he gives really really good answers um it doesn't feel like he left last year just felt felt like a sort of a dream and then you woke up and then you know here's Alex score again i know that's absolutely crazy but uh it's been a fun start for for boston and these two teams are both playing well it's going to be a great series. Hey, it's great to hear your voice. Uh, let's hook up and do this again soon. Absolutely, Tony. Appreciate it, man. Julian McWilliams from the Boston Globe. Yeah, it's a trip. It's like, you know, here you had this huge scandal. Guys lost their jobs. And all of a sudden you wake up. Alex Cora's got a job. A.J. Hinch has a job. And it doesn't seem like they ever left. I mean, for Alex Cora, it doesn't seem like he ever left Boston. And give him a lot of credit. No one was picking the Boston Red Sox. Nobody. You want to call Bob Nightingale right now? Yeah, and you're right. Nobody was. We didn't expect Boston to be in first place. They're the best team in the American. They're the best team in baseball, record-wise. Uh, it's shocking. Still early, but I mean, they're playing really, really well. Bob, how you doing? It's Chris Townsend with the Oakland A's. Uh, we're doing well. You know, we were just talking about uh, Alex Cora. It seems like he never left Boston, and it's 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 like that whole sixty-game season. All of that didn't even happen, and it just Alex Cora fit right back in, and they got the best record in baseball. Oh yeah, right now you might be unanimous manager of the year uh, in both both leagues. Uh, yeah, it's an unbelievable job. I mean, the uh, these guys stunk last year. I know sixty game season, you know, take it for what it's worth, but uh, you know, bounce back and they're in the rebuild, and they just dumped Mookie Betts and David Price. Uh, you know, middle of a rebuild and have the best record in baseball is unfathomable. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it, 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 it's very, very impressive. And I think this is going to be a really good series. I, but you know what's just been so odd for us, Bob, is the fact that all we've been doing lately is taking on AL East teams. It's been Baltimore, Tampa, then Baltimore, Toronto, Tampa again, now Boston. So it's like we've been running through the American League East. So uh, that, what do you think about this series coming up with the Red Sox? Yeah, fun series. I mean, hard to make too much out of it, you know, in uh, 
mid-May. But hey, Boston's playing good ball. Uh, obviously, so are the A's. And let's let's be honest, the AL East. Uh, this could be the weakest AL East has been in about twenty some years. I mean, there's not a power in there. Yeah, Boston does have a great record, uh, but you know, there's there's no juggernauts there. The Yankees are a good team, not a great team, and Boston's not a great team either. So I, I think the A's, you know, right now are playing as good a baseball as anybody in the, in the major leagues. Well, and the thing with you is that you, you know, there's a lot of national people who I feel like they don't follow our team. You do follow our team. You do understand how good the A's are. And the last couple of years, you've been picking the A's. Yeah, you know, this year uh, picking to win the division again. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I think some people I said Atlanta over Oakland, others Atlanta over uh, New York. But, yeah, I mean, they, I, I think the A's could have been the World Series last year if Chapman doesn't get hurt. But, yeah, a good, solid team, uh, just all-around good depth, great young pitching. And I, I think the most underrated manager of our generation in Bob Melvin, I, I think he's absolutely brilliant. Well, I'm sure you saw the news today about Major League Baseball and the A's talking about wanting to get their waterfront ballpark done. But if not, Major League Baseball is urging the A's to start looking outside of the city of Oakland. I think at a time like this, it won't affect the players because we really don't, at the media, we don't really get to talk to the players all that much. So I don't think it will affect them. But uh, just whenever you start making announcements like this, you just don't want your team to go sideways because of it. No, and I'm sure the players are immune to it. The fans are immune to it, the media. I mean, how long have we heard this? They had like a blue ribbon committee like 15, 15 years ago. Nothing ever happened. You know, they talk about the same thing in Tampa. You know, so I don't think anything's, anything's going to change. I really don't. You know, it's a nice threat. We'll see what happens. Uh, I don't believe Las Vegas in a heartbeat. Uh, I mean, it has trouble enough in Phoenix, which is a much larger season uh, city than Vegas to survive. Uh, you know, hey, if they want to go to Nashville one day or something like that, perhaps. But I, I still think they want to stay in the Oakland area, no matter what it takes. Yeah, because, you know, we've heard the rumors that Major League Baseball wants to expand to 32 teams. Obviously, the Players Union would love that because that's more jobs, not only in the big leagues, but also in the minor leagues. But for baseball to announce it with the CBA coming up, don't they have to make sure that all of their teams are healthy? And that includes the A's and the Rays? Oh, you're absolutely right, Chris. I mean, that's, I think that's why their MLB says, okay, let's put some pressure on the city of Oakland and see what happens. That's all it is, is putting some pressure on. But you're, uh, you're correct. And you can't expand the 32 unless you take care of Tampa and Oakland. And as long as those stadiums exist and the problems, uh, expansion's impossible. And, you know, like you said, hey, the players want the extra two teams. Well, so do, so do the owners. I mean, if you're going to get a, you're going to get about a billion and a half per franchise in expansion fees, and that's going to make up your losses through the whole, uh, you know, pandemic. Wow, I didn't even think about that. That is a that that is a great point. When you start going around to all the owners saying you're going to get, we're going to add two teams, and you guys are all going to get big fat checks, who would not be up for that? Yeah, you're talking about splitting about you know three billion dollars. So well, there's a you know, hundred million per team right there. So no, that, they, I think maybe that's why they're trying to put some pressure on to see if they can accelerate expansion a little bit. 
you know, the, the, the team that I worry about, and they were just out here, and they got a good they, – they've got some good really – they got great young players, and they got some good veterans too. That's the Toronto Blue Jays. But how long are they going to be able to be road warriors and, and be successful when there's a good chance they won't see Toronto for two straight years? Yeah, I know. I mean, it's hard, it's hard for players or teams or anybody to feel sorry for themselves when you, when you figure what Toronto's got to go through. You know, now they're moving again to Buffalo after being in uh, Dunedin. You know, can't stay there because of the heat. So, yeah, you really sit back to those guys. But you're right, that's a scary team. I, I still think they're a year away, Chris, but they're on the ride. If you're in the ALE, you're, uh, you know, Boston, New York, Tampa, you're, you're thinking, oh, here they here, here they they good for quite a while with those good young division players. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the, the division's wide open because uh, who are the New York Yankees? I mean, everybody keeps talking about, oh, but they'll they'll be back. But I don't know. I don't love their pitching. Who who are the twenty twenty one New York Yankees? Well, you know, they still get the big boppers in there. It's almost like they're uh, it's almost like you epitomize Major League Baseball: home run, strikeout, or walk. You know, that's what they do. Uh, when I was uh, there last week, I saw them play against the Astros. You know, and Stanton was hitting great. Uh, when Stanton's not hitting great, you know, they seem to be you know slumping a little bit. So it seems like they they need either Stanton or Judge to step up. If one of those guys don't, then then they have problems. You know, one of the craziest thing about the A's this year is actually we've been stealing bases. But as as you mentioned, we got more strikeouts than hits. Uh, all these teams are built similar to the three true outcomes. Do you think anytime soon we may see a change in philosophy than just home run, strikeout, and walks? I hope so. You know, it's like you go to ball games and uh, you know, or talk to uh, you know former major league players, and they say they can't watch the game anymore. They say it's not the same game you know they grew up playing. Uh, some of these games are are very dull. Uh, you know, for that for that reason, you know, I still love the stolen base and stuff, and you know, hitting runs. I there's some wacky stuff too, even with the shifts. I was a uh, game in uh, on the last game in New York uh, against the Astros, where uh, they hit men on first base. The guy hits a ground ball to uh, Carlos Correa, who's playing over the bag. He can't make a play. The guy goes from first to home because no one's covering third. No one's covering a home because of exaggerated shift. I mean, some of these things are just crazy. It's happening. I know. I mean, when you're playing, you know, just playing against Tampa Bay, you'll look out on the field and you'll be like, where are all the infielders? Oh, yeah, there's four outfielders. So, I mean, going forward, the shift is it's ugly. It, it's it, it, obviously they believe it works. We've seen it fail a lot so far with, with, with uh, the A's and teams playing against the A's. But do you think this next time around with the CBA, they're going to ban the shift? I think they may do something different. You know, I forget which league it is, triple A or double A. Maybe it's double A, I guess, where you have to start with everybody in there on the dirt. And then you can take off running when you want. They didn't, you know, they might try a second half as far as having to have two people on each side of the second base bag. But even that would be good for starters. Just, you know, something like that. But I, I don't know why, uh, you know, in, I know these guys get moved up so quickly. But in the, in the minor leagues and stuff, you know, how come guys aren't wearing a bunt or just, you know, lay down the ball, uh, you know, uh, down the line type of thing? I mean, there's a uh, 
some of these shifts now are so crazy. If you lay down a bunt, you're going to get a double out of it. It's <laughs> crazy. Hey, Bob, great <laughs> stuff. We always appreciate you coming on. Be well, and let's talk soon. All right. Sounds great. Thanks, Chris. The great Bob Nightingale from the USA Today. Coming up next, right here on A's Cast Live, the president, Dave Cavill, will join us as we'll talk a little ballpark and we'll talk about his first place team right here on A's Cast Live. Hi, this is Sean Mania. Sean has no hit the Red Sox. And you're listening to A's Cast, your 24-7 destination for A's baseball. That's right. We got a little A's baseball coming up here today. Going to be a great series. In Boston, you got Nathan Avaldi up against Chris Bassett. We'll have A's total access for you, getting you ready, coming up here at 3.07. Bassey on the mound. And now, I, I think if you asked a lot of people, hey, are you going to be shocked if, if Oakland's in first place after a month? And I think like Buster only would say, you know, even though I didn't pick them, I'm not surprised. They always do this. They usually do it a little later in the season. But I bet if you ask everybody about Boston, everybody is shocked how good they are. They, I don't think people expected Boston to finish above third place. I think you figured it would be Yankees, Rays, and Jays, and then maybe Boston and Baltimore, not Boston, what, Rays, Yankees, Jays. I forget how the standings are in the AL East. I just know well, it's Boston. I'll tell you exactly what they are. Boston has a three-game lead over the Yankees and the Rays, three and a half over Toronto, and five and a half over Baltimore. So, I was told Cowboys going to be calling shortly. Apparently, he's talking to our friend Ray Fossey. He's talking to the great. Well, I would. You know, I would never ever take Cavill away from the great Raymond Fossey. I wonder if we're talking about Cleveland baseball back in the 70s. Those are two Cleveland legends right there. <laughs> I wonder if we're talking about Cleveland baseball in the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> Is Dave old enough to have seen Fossey play? Uh, Dave's in his, what, 40s? I'll be generous in, I think, mid-40s. So he would have, I think he would be able to – he would have saw – the end of Raymond in Cleveland, not the beginning of Ray. Yeah, not not Ray coming out of uh out of Illinois, eighteen year old Ray. Marion, Illinois, yeah. the Marion Mule. Yeah. Not Fossey f- straight out of uh, Reno playing uh, minor league baseball, but the later uh, that, that, the, the story about Ray going from high school to Double A. Are you kidding me? That's so unfair. I mean, that's you know the expression "throw him to the wolves." I mean, guys, guys in Double A have been playing ball for years. You're, you're now playing against you're playing against men, and you're a high school kid. I mean, seriously. So obviously, we're going to be talking about uh, the big news today about Major League Baseball instructing the A's to keep trying to get the ballpark done at Howard Terminal that the, the site of the Coliseum is not an option. Everybody's been trying to push every team back to that site. Everybody tried to push the Warriors back there, the Raiders. In the end, these people don't want to invest that kind of money at that site. 
And Cody and I can tell you, as, as everybody talks about, it's so easy to get to. No, it's not. For us South Bay people, 880 is a, it's a wreck. Every day. Every day. Co- Cody, back me up here. Every day we go up to Oakland. It doesn't matter what time it is. There is horrific traffic. Uh, and agreed. That is, and Santa Clara County, whether you like it or not, is the biggest county and most populated county in the in the Bay Area. And 880 makes it a really hard time to get to the Coliseum. Like, I, I knew people that, you know, when the Warriors, you know, people would suck it up because the Warriors were the best show going. But if you got off work at 5 o'clock, it literally will take you over two hours from down here. And people don't want to sit in traffic for two hours for a baseball game. It's just, I don't, everybody talks about how it's so easy to get to. It's like, eh, depends where you're coming from. But Jeff Passon put it out there. I can't see it because I'm, 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 I'm blocked off Twitter for some reason. But Major League Baseball is not fooling around. Major League Baseball needs to get the A's and the Rays new ballparks. And they're now saying if you can't get it done in Oakland or you can't get it done in St. Petersburg or you can't get it done in Tampa, I wonder if Major League Baseball will make a statement about the Rays. I mean, the Rays are technically negotiating to play some of their games in St. Petersburg and then some of their games in Montreal. And I got to think if they start playing the games again in Montreal, that Montreal is going to figure out a way to get a new ballpark, and they'll be the – would they go back to being the Montreal Expos? Uh, well, I still think they'd be the Montreal Rays, right? I mean, you have to be. No, I think they, hey, they, they took the Montreal Expos and, and made them the Washington Nationals. Yeah. I don't know if they're still playing in St. Petersburg. Uh, they're still going to be called the Tampa Bay Rays. I don't know what are you going to, half the year of the Rays and the other half of the year when you're playing in Montreal, you wear a completely different uniform with a different logo. Okay, first of all, you're going to be playing games in Montreal. You're going to be called the Tampa Bay Rays, and they play in St. Petersburg. <laughs> Dave Cavill, how are you? I'm doing great. Good to hear your voice, Tony. Yeah, well, I, I, I've been seeing you from the press box, so at least I've been able to see you. Well, and I've seen you too, so it's, it's going both ways. It's going both ways. <laughs> so before we start talking about anything else, let's talk about your baseball team. After that horrific start, they have been one of the best. Just how proud are you of the effort so far of the 2021 Oakland A's? Well, I think the resiliency of these players, and I think it starts with Bob Melvin as our great skipper and David and Billy. It's just been incredible because a lot of teams would have folded after an 0-6 start, and our guys use that as energy and have turned around and have one of the best records in the league. So it's been a incredible turnaround and something that I'm extremely proud of. And I think it bodes very well for the rest of the season and into the postseason. Hopefully. Yeah. And, and hasn't this just been strange that all we do is play teams from the American league East. Hey, it's all good. It seems like it's working. So like whatever, whatever we need to do, you know, to keep it going and keep the energy and get the wins, we'll do it. So, you know, when, you know, following all this through the years, 
And watching the lack of effort the Warriors made to stay in Oakland, to watch the lack of effort the Raiders made to stay in Oakland, no one can accuse you of that. You've done everything you possibly can. We've sat back and we've watched your tireless effort to try and get this uh, this waterfront ballpark. Just talk about the news of, of what Major League Baseball told you guys. If that's not going to happen, you got to find somewhere to play. Yeah, I mean, it's big news today. You know, the commissioner coming out and really directing us to start looking at some other markets um, while in parallel still pursuing the waterfront opportunity in Oakland. And I think it's in, indicative of the fact that we're running out of time, that our current lease only goes through 2024. The Coliseum is at the end of its useful life. And we're just not making quick enough progress on the downtown urban location at the waterfront. And so, I mean, I, it, it, it's, it's a big deal. It's something, obviously, I know that our fans are concerned about, what it means for the future and our future in Oakland. But it's also just a realistic assessment of where we are. And hopefully this can be a way to really come to some type of conclusion of this. That's, it's been going on for almost 20 years, as you know, Tommy. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, this is it, – it's been ridiculous. And at some point, you got to ask yourself – if you're in politics and you're in Oakland, you have to ask yourself, do you want professional sports? Because the NBA's walked out the door. The NFL's walked out the door. I mean, do you really want the ML? You want to lose major, all three in, in, in a short time period? That's never happened to a city before. No, it's never happened. And, and you know, all, obviously we're the only one of those three teams that even tried to stay. And we've spent almost five years spending tens of millions of dollars, all of my time, you know, working feverishly, community meetings, engagement, winning over stakeholders, getting unanimous votes to the port, city council meetings, like all these types of things. And, and where we are now is we really need the council to weigh in and say, hey, does this work or not? And we need kind of an answer one way or the other. And, and you know, that hopefully can, could come this summer. And we're still hopeful it could be a positive answer. But, you know, we just really don't know. We're just going to have to play it out and see. Yeah, once Major League Baseball, who obviously throughout the years kept the A's in Oakland, as the A's tried Fremont, the A's tried uh, San Jose, and it was Major League Baseball that kept the A's in Oakland. It, it, but this is obviously they now see something different. So what, what was the conversation like with the commissioner? Well, I think, you know, he has a CBA he's negotiating. And I think the timing of understanding what the future lies for our franchise is important for that. And, you know, the fact that this has been going on, you know, for, you know, really a long period of time, I mean, almost five years just under my watch, and the progress is not where we want it to be. And even if we got the approval this summer, Tony, the earliest now the city is telling us we could probably move into the new building is 2027. Well, that's a long way out. Wow. So, you know, you kind of do the math on that and you're like, wow, this is this is kind of concerning. Well, we still want to try to make that happen. We have to see what other options are out there and and just be mindful that we have to have somewhere to play. You know, the, the current facility is really at the end. Yeah, I, I think there's no question about that. And, you know, when you travel around, Dave, and you see all these other towns with new football stadiums, new baseball ballparks, uh, new arenas. Uh, you know, nothing's been built in Oakland and in, in, in forever. It's like it's time for a new facility. And the thing that you're you keep talking about is bringing money to the city and jobs and for all these people have a place to work. I mean, economics wise, this is great for the city. 
is, and it's all privately financed. You know, that's the thing. You know, most of these other, like these previous iterations when the Raiders were here and the Warriors, you know, it's all public bonds that were used to renovate these things. We're proposing just putting private money in for the ballpark and the infrastructure and the community benefits. And so, I mean, that's, you know, we feel like we've laid out a really good plan. We believe in it. We're, we're hopeful it, get, it gets more traction than it has gotten. Um, but more than anything, we need to get some kind of direction. And I think the commissioner's statements today are in line with that. How, how often are you in contact with, with whoever it is you're dealing with with the city of Oakland? Well, we talk all the time. I mean, they have a negotiating team. Um, we talk to them a couple times a week. You know, the conversations are ongoing, but, you know, we still have not been able to get a vote agendized by the city council. And, you know, the, the days are ticking by and, you know, obviously they have a lot of other priorities as well. We get that. But this is an important project. I mean, it's going to bring 35,000 jobs, $7 billion in economic impact. It's all privately financed. I mean, it's a, it's a big deal. And we need a partner who wants to meet us at least halfway to make that happen. Is there a timeline of when they have to make this vote happen? Well, we've told them we're looking for a vote by the summer recess, which is mid-July. So that's really the timeline we're hoping to get some indication. Uh, at the same time, we're going to begin immediately with Major League Baseball to start um, you know, interacting with some other markets to see what the timing in those places would be and what that would mean. We really don't know. And we don't even know what markets those would be. We're really taking the lead from the league on that. But these things are going to happen in parallel. And, you know, some of these things are probably going to be pretty public. And so we, we do just want to be upfront with our fans that, that that's going to be part of the process. And we'll try to over-communicate. And I'm here as a you know, conduit to our fans who have done so much for us and have really, you know, built us up uh, to ensure that they feel that they're getting all the information they need uh, as we go through this, this time. You know, I, I, I don't know the answer to this. I don't know if you know the answer to this, but obviously if I was a sports league, I would have talked to some of these towns already and their leadership and, and said, okay, are you interested? So do you know whether Major League Baseball as a company has talked to some of these towns about potentially whether it's moving a team or starting up and expanding to 32? I, I really don't know an answer to that. That's something I might learn about in the next you know couple of days or weeks. Um, but I would assume that some of those things probably have happened. But I would defer to the league on exactly where it is and the timing. And, you know, I think the league's been clear for a while that they wanted the Tampa and Oakland uh, ballpark situations figured out before there was any expansion. So, you know, it's, it's possible that there has not been much done. But, you know, obviously it's something that we're going to explore uh, collaboratively with the league. Yeah, just circling back on that on, on the year twenty twenty seven. I mean, yeah. really? I, I know. Think we I just know. saw Raiders Stadium get get put up like it was nothing. Well, and you know, yeah, that they put that Death Star up in three years. So, like, I think you know some of the challenges with the lawsuits and with you know just obviously the challenges of building in California, those things compound themselves and they make it harder um, to make these things happen. And, you know, there's been a lot of um, organized and funded opposition against the project and the and us being in Oakland, which is unfortunate uh, from some of the shippers and, and maritime interests. And so, you know, all those things have, have not made it any easier. And those things elongate the timelines, unfortunately. 
Well, and and I want everybody to know you've done everything and you're going to continue to do everything you can to, to make this happen. And this is coming, you know, the, the, the talk today is coming from Manhattan and Major League Baseball. You're still working your tail off. Absolutely. Every hour. And we're still in communication with the folks at the city and trying to advance that forward. But, you know, also um, you taking the, the direction from the league and ensuring that we have some other options to consider as well. And that's, that'll be the course of action that we take now in this next phase that, and it's a little different than what we've done in the past. Uh, but I think it's one that, you know, our fans continuously need to be updated and we can obviously work through A's cast and County doing interviews with you and obviously on Twitter and, and even, even keeping the build going the show, just make sure people understand what's happening. Okay. Let's end on this attendance wise for the games. Are you looking, is there a timeline, what you're looking at, kind of, you know, or somewhere in summer where we're able to have more of our fans in the stadium? Yeah, we're hoping that early July we could do a grand reopening where we could actually um, relax the social distancing requirements and have, you know, uh, full stands in the in the lower and medium deck. That's not totally decided yet. You know, the, the state still needs to sign off on that, but we're hopeful with the increased vaccination rates and the decrease in cases that that would be possible. And we can have a big fireworks show on July 2nd. I mean, it could be pretty awesome, Tony. Really a celebration of just you know, getting through this, this terrible pandemic and, and the community coming together. So we're hopeful that that can happen and we'll keep people posted on, on this possibility. Yeah, we want, we want to feel normal again. And normalcy, you think about it, does anything say more normal than fireworks? Wouldn't that seeing the great fireworks show and the music, we'd feel like ourselves again? Absolutely. Let's bring it back. I'm ready. Well, hey, thank you so much for your time. Be well, be safe, and uh, hopefully we'll see you at the ballpark at some point. Awesome. Let's go, Oakland. Thank you. Dave Cavill, the president of your Oakland Athletics. He's still going to try, folks. I tell you, that guy, I've seen a lot of lip service in my time. This guy's a doer. This guy is doing everything he can to get us a ballpark. So don't get don't, don't go on Twitter and get on him. This is Major League Baseball. Major League Baseball's had enough. That's the bottom line. They've had enough. And they're not stupid. They've watched the Warriors leave. They've watched the Raiders leave. Major League Baseball forced the A's to stay here and basically told you to figure it out. And now they're at a point to where if you don't figure it out, we need to move on. This is our business. So I hope city officials, the city council is going to vote soon. But you've been warned. All right, what are we playing coming up here? Well, we're only going to have like eight minutes, so uh, I think we're just going to play a part of uh, Vince's interview with Voos because don't want to play Bob Melvin in between because, uh, well, you're going to hear from Bob Melvin. So you'll hear Vince, Vince's interview with Voos, and he'll update it again on Thursday. So you'll hear Voos and Vince uh, before you come on at 310 for Ace Total Access, before Ace and Red Sox from Beantown. Chowda. Noma. Johnny Lester. All right, I'll be back at 310. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Okay, picture this. 
It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.